this is a great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. On the top. <laughs> this is a great question on work. We ask great questions on the future of work. We interview artists, entrepreneurs, and masters in their field. This show operates on two levels. First is a tool of empowerment. We give you actionable ideas on how to gain and create new employment and improve how you currently work. We also spotlight the success of local artists and business owners by asking them great questions. What a great question. Such a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. Oh, what a great question. Hey guys, this is Katie. In today's episode, we have adapted our version of Napoleon Hill's story, Outwitting the Devil. This is just a portion of the story that we have recreated for you, and we hope you enjoy it. Here it is. He frantically ransacked his home, opening cupboard after cupboard, searching, panting, panicking. It was the still of the night. Outside of his Virginian home, things seemed peaceful, quiet, serene. But inside Napoleon's two-bedroom cottage house was chaos. What was that? A lone car drove down Napoleon's street, sending him further into his paranoia. He turned off the lights and peeked through his curtains. He saw one of those new Cadillac models roll past. He ducked below the windowsill and watched the car's taillights fade into the night. When he had convinced himself the driver of the Cadillac was not a threat to him, he continued to search, but to be safe, turning off the lights this time in the dark. Where is that goddamn thing? Napoleon opened the drawer of his nightstand again and felt around inside. He got on his hands and knees and crawled halfway under his bed, flailing his hands in all directions over the wooden floor until... His hands hit a metal box. He pulled it out from underneath the bed and turned on the small bedside lamp, illuminating just that corner of his room. He stopped before opening it. At one point in time, this box contained Napoleon's realized dreams, thousands and thousands of hard-earned dollars. He paused before opening the box, knowing those dreams were gone. He took a deep breath. Napoleon unclasped the metal hinges on the box and slowly opened it. He reached into it where his hand hit cold, hard steel. He grabbed the gun, took the safety off, and forcefully shoved it in his waistband. Now I'm ready for you. Napoleon was anything but ready. He jammed his eight stacks of manuscripts into two suitcases, a coat in case the weather there got colder, and his hat to make himself less recognizable. With the gun in his waistband, the hat on his head, he walked out of his home into the dark Virginian night. He opened the door to his Chevrolet, started the engine, and fled. 
Napoleon Hill looked back into his rearview mirror to make sure he wasn't being followed, but he caught a glimpse of his home, the home he had been so proud of, had worked so hard for. It had been a huge accomplishment for Napoleon buying this great home. It was now getting smaller and smaller and further away. He took one last glimpse at the now minuscule home and sped away into the darkness. Napoleon drove down the deserted night road. His mind raced. Mastermind principle. The coordination of effort between two or more people to in stay a calm perfect harmony and not think of his impending death. He repeated to himself over Applied and faith. over again the, the 17 principles of success he had so proudly compiled and taught only months ago. Applied faith. A state of mind through which your aims, desires, and plans and purposes are as translated into their physical or financial equivalent. How his life had changed course in a matter of minutes. A Just a day prior, Napoleon had his regular business lunch with J.P. Morgan to discuss an upcoming project. Napoleon had interviewed America's most successful leaders, Thomas Edison, Alexander Graham Bell, Henry Ford, J.P. Morgan. From these individuals, Napoleon had compiled what he coined the 17 Principles of Success. Self-discipline, the ability to control our thoughts and emotions. Self-discipline is the only thing in life over which you have complete, unchallenged, and unchallengeable control. He had spent many long nights with his typewriter, detailing the importance of the 17 principles with each key he punched. Napoleon was proud of his manuscript and knew that it would change the lives of those who read it. He began teaching courses at the college on the principles for businessmen who wanted to be the next Ford or J.P. Morgan. Napoleon met Don Mullet, a publisher who was ready to publish his 17 Principles of Success, which would satisfy Napoleon both emotionally and financially. Which brings us to this point in the story. Earlier on in that summer evening, as Napoleon was cleaning up after his dinner of fresh vegetables and fruits, the telephone rang. Expecting it to be his new publisher, Napoleon eagerly answered, wanting to talk business. On the other end was not Napoleon's new publisher, nor was it a conversation Napoleon was expecting to have. The man on the other end was brief and anonymous. He relayed the news to Napoleon that his publisher, Don Mullet, was dead. He had been shot to death by mobsters. Mullet was set to publish an incriminating story revealing all of the horrid crimes of the mobsters. But Mullet was silenced along with his story before it was published. The caller informed Napoleon that the mobsters had been stalking Mullet, watching him in his day-to-day -day routines, his meetings, his meetings with Napoleon. The caller regretfully told Napoleon that these mobsters were convinced that Napoleon and Mullet were a team working together to publish the incriminating story. 
The anonymous caller warned Napoleon that the mobsters were coming for him and would be at his home in less than one hour. Napoleon drove through the night and into the early morning. He sped straight through the sunrise set against the beautiful backdrop of the West Virginian mountains. He was too paralyzed with fear to notice the stunning landscape surrounding his Chevrolet. Outside Napoleon's windows, birds sang, flowers bloomed, and the sun bounced from mountaintop to valley, shining its light on what was just moments ago dark. It had been the longest year of Napoleon Hill's life. Hiding out at his brother-in-law's cabin deep in the woods of West Virginia for 12 months felt like 12 years to Napoleon. Every hour, every minute, every second of that year, Napoleon lived in fear. A tree creaking in the woods, the faint footsteps of a rabbit, a gust of wind were all armed mobsters aimed and loaded at Napoleon Hill. He was constantly on edge. His fear seemed to grow exponentially with time. Even after six months in hiding, when Napoleon received word from his brother-in-law that Don Mullet's murderers, the mobsters, the ones hunting Napoleon down, had been found, tried, and jailed, Napoleon was still in fear. Logically, Napoleon knew there was no real threat to him beyond that hidden cabin in the woods. But somewhere during that lonely year, his fears had turned inward. His fears had morphed from real predators to a cycle of irritability, discouragement, depression, and indifference. His idleness equated worry. Am I a failure? Am I a failure? Last year, Napoleon's future seemed bright, brilliant even, full of promise and wealth. Am I a failure? Am I a failure? Now, as he walked, at the age of 46, alone at night, in the dark woods of West Virginia, his life had turned 180 degrees. He was unemployed, completely broke, and with no source of income. Am I a fraud? Am I a fraud? He had been teaching his 17 principles of success, but now, in his depths of despair, realized he himself was a fraud. He was unsuccessful. Is this all there is to life? Napoleon could not take this life anymore. The year of solidarity, fear, panic, paranoia, worry, stress, failure was all too much for him. As he walked under the moonlight trees that evening, surrounded by giant mountaintops, he felt so small, so insignificant. His life truly didn't matter. It never mattered, 
and it would never amount to anything. And just as soon as Napoleon Hill had finished that thought, he was knocked to the ground by what he thought could only be a lightning bolt. This is your testing time. You've been reduced to poverty and humility to find me. Stumbling to his feet, Napoleon Hill searched around in the moonlight to find the source of this voice. Who are you? I am your other self. Fear can either motivate you or paralyze you. You have the choice. After some time in those dark woods, conversating with his other self, Napoleon finally saw the light. He chose to let his fear motivate him. That evening, he packed his manuscript back into his two suitcases, got in his car, and drove to Philadelphia. Hey there guys, you heard it here first. That was what took place the night that Napoleon Hill met his other self. The events that took place the night that Napoleon Hill met his other self are factual and have been taken from his book. I came across this title somewhere I wasn't expecting to. I was listening to one of my favorite hip-hop artists and I heard clues, key words that reminded me of Napoleon Hill's most notable works, Think and Grow Rich. About eight years ago, I read this book, and it made a difference. It started a process of transformation that has completely changed my life. This is by far my favorite book. One of the hardest things to do is overcome not believing in ourselves. And that night, Napoleon Hill did that. And fortunately, for all of us who have gained from his works, he went on to write over 10 books, and his foundation, the Napoleon Hill Foundation, has written several more postmortem, outwitting the devil being one of them. In the depths of his despair, he summoned the strength to move forward, to overcome fear, but it wasn't without any turmoil. It wasn't without giving in to the fear. It wasn't without losing everything he had gained. This was truly the most dramatic moment of his life. I would encourage you to not be afraid of the title. It's changed my life for the better, and I hope that you gain from it as much as I did. Action is the real measure of intelligence. Napoleon Hill. You're listening to The Great Question on Work on Frogtown Radio, WFNU 94.1 FM. Empowering communities one great question at a time. To hear more of The Great Question on Work, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Visit us at greatquestionshow.com. There you can ask us great questions on work and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. And you can ask your great question on The Great Question line. What number is that, Katie? That's a great question. You can find it on our website, greatquestionshow.com.